Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movie, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Disgrace Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And who could forget the smuggler with a not-so-secret heart of gold, Captain Matt Romano. Greetings! Now, we make references to other fandoms all the time on this show. What? No, No, we don't. It's a thing. We make references to other fandoms all the time and are no strangers to cross-franchising. Isn't that right? No, we're we're fans of other stuff. We have never cross-franchised. How many blank the pods have there been? There have been a lot. A lot, a lot. All right, so a lot. We, we but like this things. episode. Yeah. That's the thing. We do. We are mm-hmm. enthusiasts. Yes. But this episode that you're now listening to will mark the first time that we're fully committing to it. And we're going to do it with Marvel as part of what we're going to call Marvel Mission. Now, we're not going to do this all the time. We're still a Star Wars-based podcast, but every now and then, we'll take a Marvel mission and missions into other fandoms, too. But we're going to start with Marvel, specifically the MCU, also known as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Heard of it? I'm a big fan. Personally, personally, I'm I'm a very, very big fan. Yeah. Personally, Caitlin loves it, so yeah, so do we all. Yeah. We are recording on Thursday, March 11th, 2021, and this episode will go live on the 12th for our inaugural fandom jump. We're going to venture, as I said, into the MCU and discuss anything and everything WandaVision. WandaVision! Woo! Gotta love that. Yeah! What, Gets what more? It's the one piece. What are we going to do? Talk talk about Endgame some more? It's the one piece of MCU content we've gotten in a long time. We're going to discuss anything and everything to do with it. And we will use my janky rainbow connection contraption to do this, which sits right here in the center of Star Binger Base. Now, as I've said in the last episode, it's not a Bifrost. It's a... Bifrost. Mm-hmm. We're putting... The, yeah. Caitlin, yeah. yesterday... Off the show, you actually said it without probably it. realizing you said it. It I came said out it. of your mouth. So that I was did. such a that was such a win for me. No, I know. No you were so excited um, <laughs> during our production meeting, but it's you know catching on It's just well, really only one word for it though. It kinda looks a little it's like, janky. Janky, yeah, it's yeah. Janky, thank you. It, it's a yeah. Brian Frost. Are you sure frost, this is ready friends. to use, yeah. Brian? Yeah. Okay, first of all, Matt, it, for, yeah. first of all, ew. Second no, no, of all, it's just like... No, so second of all, you're not wrong. Okay, thank you. And, okay. and third, yes, it's only Mark 1. It's yeah. going to continue to get better. And let me just assure you, if you're worried about your own safety, your own health, we're perfectly It looks like safe. a child's free 
build with Legos, like a lot of colors, pieces. Something is happening. Look, there's a lot of force energy in here. There's a lot of residual <laughs> yeah. Norse mythological influences yep. in it. Just trust me. Again, okay. I have. I find myself saying this, coming to you and saying, "Okay, yeah. when has crazy old man Silliman ever led you astray?" Answer: oh, Never. Thor, never. Oh, you know. So it's a Bryfrost. Now we're putting the finishing touches on it right now. Caitlin, can you pass me the gray Hydra spanner? Would you do me a favor? Oh, you mean the khaki one? Is it? <laughs> is yeah. it khaki? I can't it's, tell. That the one that's on the on the left. There's two. Of them oh, there. that one. So yeah. the khaki one. Oh, it is khaki. The khaki okay, well, spanner. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I believe the Bryfrost <laughs> is ready. All it needs is some news on the march. News on the march. Caitlin, take it. Well, I'm happy that you brought this up, Brian. Uh, we have two pieces of news this week. Some bullet points. The first is a little bit of sad news. I know that the three of us especially were lo- really looking forward to the Mandalorian Visual Dictionary. Yes. Love the Visual Dictionaries. Love yeah, them. they're so fun. And as well as a tie-in novel that was going to be written by Adam Christopher. But sadly, this week we did learn that those are both canceled now. Those will not be mm. coming to print. Um, we don't really have an explanation, but our guess is probably best. It's just pandemic related. Mm. But it's who's kind of the to go-to say? response yeah. for everything? It's kind of the go-to response for anything. It's a oh, pretty good reasoning. It's a it's yeah. The new, it's the new dog ate my homework. It's the yeah, pandemic yeah. ate it's my homework. The pandemic, you know yeah. that, that, that small got, thing that hasn't ruined lives everywhere. Right. That that book got pushed back a whole year without explanation, and now yeah. it's just canceled completely. I yeah. my mm. heart goes out to the author who yeah. probably had a finished book, and now has it scrapped. But that's that's for in terms of books for the Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. But Caitlin, you just right before we came on, you found another hot bit of news I that you did. personally were, were invested in laid on us. Absolutely. So was poking around the net and noticed that Collider had published an interview with one Benedict Cumberbatch. And if you've listened to either this show or the old show, you know that we are very big fans of Star Wars Rebels. And we are very big on this idea of there being a live-action Star Wars Rebels in the hopes that we might get some tie-in for the live-action Ahsoka series or that we might get something else in the future. And there's a lot of to-do about who would play a live-action version of Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, who we all know and love slash love to hate with his art obsession and all of his wonderful mannerisms. Yeah. I personally cannot wait for the frick to be open, (laughs) and I'm going to go every day. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. So, that's what I was waiting for. Thank you. Collider did an interview with one Benedict Cumberbatch, Hmm. and he has actually been a very big fan cast for this role. A lot of people think that he would absolutely nail it. Benedict Cumberbatch did outright say that he would never play Grand Admiral Thrawn because <laughs> in large part because he doesn't want to sit in the makeup chair for that long oh, and become blue. Come on. Which I mean come on. Make at it, this you know. at this point in his life and he said at this he, point in his life got, he, his his reasoning is that he has children and he doesn't want to spend that much time because mm. that's the kind of work that we know, especially in the Star Wars universe where they're so exact about everything yeah, that all right. it takes hours out of your day yep. every day to both put it on and take it off. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right. So I mean, that's it's not a, okay. is not a bad reason. Not a bad reason at all. Yeah. No, it's but it's like not now. <laughs> I'm not going to turn blue now. Right. Yeah. It's not, and it's and I can see it's not easy for Matt. You 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 likely know this. I think we've even talked about this. Mm. You have actors like Armin Shiberman, the late great Rene Abergenois, Ethan Phillips, having to show up to the Star Trek set five hours before, mm-hmm. and then stay after three hours yeah. later, and not just that in terms of Armin Shimmerman spending the whole day with those ears. Oh and yeah. That stuff. Yeah. To say yeah. nothing of Michael Dorn, who famously said after TNG, aside from the movies, nothing's going to get me to put that back on mm-hmm. cut to DS nine season four. They found a way to get it back. On. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the m- money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say money, money is always, money. always money. green. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. And now yeah. I bet everyone wanting a captain Worf show. Yeah. It's like, he'd gladly put it back on, but, but it is a thing. Yeah. yeah. And they, and they've also said before that, like, you know, just imagine trying to like act a grueling day after like having to be in the chair for a number of hours, then snapping into character. It's, it's, it's tough. Right. I totally get well, it. It's a, it's, it's a long it's day. It's a long day. A- actors, and, and, and the Cumberbatch has paid his dues. He could do uh, what yeah. he wants to do. What he wants to Cumberbatch yeah, all up, sure. he can. He's Doctor Strange. He's, he's already has Disney money. He doesn't yeah, need more exactly. Disney he's money. Doctor he's Strange. Got a, he's, he's got, got a lot going on because he has other career stuff going on aside from 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 Marvel and everything else. Yeah. And as we all hope, at least I hope, Doctor Strange is going to be in pretty much every movie and show. Yeah, <laughs> going forth, if that was the case, mm. great. Um, or half of them, at least. It's like, put Doctor Strange right. in everything, because I love Doctor Strange. The perfect casting for Thrawn is right there in front of them. It's Lars. It's Lars Mikkelsen. It's right there. Yeah. It's maybe. Trust me, I want to be played, reunited by my original voice actor. Yeah? The work of Lars Mikkelsen is beyond compare. Oh, so you sound good, Lars. Make it happen, yeah, so Captain Cinder, if you don't very much mind. <laughs> but that is news on the march. Okay, well, thank you for that news, Caitlin. With that, it's time for our very first Marvel mission. The Bryfrost allows yeah. us to remain connected to the base. So for hot new cannon, our cannon cannon is standing by when we remember it. If we have hot takes along the way, we'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with a seismic mind charge. So feel free to sound those things off. We'll remain connected to the base. Okay, so everything still works. The all the sound effects still yeah, work. It, it all it's, still it's works. The same. Not going to sound like Marvel or anything. They're just going to be no, our yeah, little yeah, bells yeah. and whistles that, that I have okay, added yeah. to the Bryfrost, Fantastic. as well as a, a, a softy machine. What? Um, but you can only use it here in the base. But, like so like yogurt? Want, like Froyo? Yeah. You Mr. Softy, yeah. Oh. If you want one, get one right now. Delicious. Um, Mr. The entire show uh, of WandaVision is available to watch on Disney+, Plus, but it is still very new. So we're going yeah. to be spoiling the high heavens out of it. And <laughs> because of, of this, yeah. if you haven't seen it. it. Get out of here, dude. You don't want no part of this shit. And we'll also, for good measure, we're going to sound the spoiler klaxon. Yes, yes, woo-woo all aboard the Bifrost train. We're going to go to Westview. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and Catherine Hahn will like pop in. Marvel, the MCU next. You never know where Vern is going to pop up and build the baby. What is that, Caitlin and Bush? 
There is a clear order in which you should watch WandaVision Season 1 and then listen to our podcast. Okay, course to the realm of the MCU plotted. All I have to do is ignite my Ooh, lightsaber. Stand up here, right here, right over here. <laughs> here. Yep, right there, you're fine. Okay. There? Uh, my feet, are my feet yeah. planted correctly? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Like, we're just well, actually, right. actually do, a, do a bit of a lunge if you don't mind. Put them, bend the knees. <laughs> I'm sorry, bend the knees, go to some, some yeah, sort of yeah. easy releve. It'll, right. It's going to okay, make the okay. trip easier. Do like you a want a hard landing pose? or a rough one? All right, all right. No, you're fine. I'm asking Caitlin, Caitlin for oh. a slight releve. Okay. Uh, actually, releve. I just want to see fine. if she can do it. Uh, she, she's doing it. No, she's it's doing okay. It. Yeah. Um, it's going to make the landing easier, I promise. Now, as I, I was saying before, all I much like Heimdall's sword, in this instance, I just ignite my lightsaber and the Bifrost will activate. So, hold on to your butts. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh. Punch it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, God. Oh, that, that, that that'll, hurt. That'll wake you up in the morning. Feels, that, feels good. That right, didn't Matt, feel calm, good Calm down. Oh, oh. Calm down. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, first off, just my line heart is racing. No. Right, you shouldn't have that. had that, Mister Softy. I felt Who that. Told in you my... to have that. Oh, but yeah, but I felt that in like my my, my feet. Well, brain. Oh. Well, uh, <laughs> the good. I told you it would be a little oh, rough, but spinning. the good Jeez. news is we're here. It looks like we're on <gasps> a sword base. <laughs> okay, you're getting it all out. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. Getting it out. <gasps> Guys, wow. Last time I heard you make a noise like that, it was after we were at that eight-hour Red Blades concert. <laughs> oh, Red Blades! Like I was saying, we're on a sword base close to Westview. <sighs> Most of them have cleared out. Oh, man. So it's definitely, we're, we're not in Starbinger base anymore. Well, <sighs> let me just say, it is very, very nice here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very nice. Very it's nice, nice to be outside because you've been yeah, complaining technology. about lack of windows for a yeah, thousand years. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice breeze. I, I feel like my eyes are not adjusting well to the light here. Well, Oof. let's talk about it. Before yeah, we okay. get into WandaVision, WandaVision itself, let's very briefly talk about our own respective Marvel slash MCU fandom just so we can everybody knows where we're coming from. Caitlin, what's your uh, your your backstory with Marvel and the MCU? Uh, so with Marvel... At large, I read uh, the Amazing Spider-Man series uh, growing up as a kid, and Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time, um, which is not an unusual answer to who is your favorite <laughs> yeah, superhero. Yeah. It's no, good. Uh, it's still good, though. But I, I adore Peter Parker with all my heart as a character, um, all of the iterations of him. Over the years, I still remember seeing Iron Man in 2008 in theaters uh, with my family, and I was blown away i was mm -hmm. just sold immediately same question for you matt romano marvel mcu history what's it all about definitely goes back to when i was a little kid see i was definitely a dc kid growing up like mm. my you know I, I definitely cut my teeth on dc comics the thing that opened the door for me out of anything was uh the death of superman mm. in the Excellent. 90s you know just sucked me in that was like my first taste of comic books and like that set me off on a path with dc but like marvel I, I still collected some Marvel comics, but I more got my first taste for Marvel through animation. 
So like X-Men, the series, That's the, good uh, stuff. the Spider-Man series. So the Fox animation shows were really like my first taste. And even thinking back to like the biggest story arcs in Marvel, I first saw them in animation before I read them in comics. And then of course, when, you know, there's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, like, like just launched me into a different, like that's when I really, and the X-Men movies, that's when I really started getting back into like Marvel comics. Like I have to go back and like read the, like the original subject matter. And then the MCU happened. And like we just said, changed absolutely yeah. everything. It's never been the same. Never been the same. What about you, Brian? I didn't grow up with comics at all. Um, and I certainly didn't grow up with Marvel. I grew up with Batman. I loved mm-hmm. Batman, especially mm-hmm. after the 89 Batman movie. That was a big so deal. Good. That was a oh, big yeah, that was deal. So good. I saw every, that movie theater. So that was same, way too and, young. And that was the same summer as Last <laughs> Crusade. So it was... That was a big, and honey, I shrunk the kids. That was a big summer of the movies. And big summer. I was obsessed with Batman ever since then. And then that gave way to Batman, the animated series. So I didn't, I uh, knew about Spider-Man. I knew about Marvel, but I didn't watch those animated shows ever. I only really watched Batman, the animated series. And I, you should go back and watch them. I, I have I since. I mean, this is the thing. I yeah, got into yeah, Marvel yeah. later in life. And then once, I think my first experience was really the first X-Men movie. And I didn't know anything about them mm, except incredible. for the little snippets I've heard. And it was the final scene in that movie that hooked me between Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, two of my most favorite actors. The war is still coming, Charles, and I intend to fight it by any means necessary. And I will always be there old friend that scene with them set up and that hooked me i was like this is a dynamic that i love and and now since having read a lot of x-men comics i can see well that movie has a lot of flaws as does all of the x-men movies i think they're just they have their bright spots and they have probably more dark spots exactly but But, yeah they're bright spots but also like you said matt the uh, the raimi spider-mans were a big deal and that's when i really started getting interested and it was a game actually that got me really into the started reading the comics the game marvel ultimate alliance did you play that game? No, but I've heard only good things. All the characters in there, and I wanted to know more about all of them, and that's when I really started getting into Marvel. and started reading comics much later in life, because I never read them as kids. It's really a, a backhanded yeah. way of doing it. But yeah, it's amazing how many MCU like uh, movies and things have inspired me to go back and read like Winter Soldier, right. yeah. Infinity War. Like, and I mean, well, the, the well, classic well, introduction you know, did the same, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. so mm-hmm. by the time Iron Man came around, I was... I, I and Nick Fury came out and they were doing a shield reference. I I was thinking, wait, yeah. are they doing a whole thing now that's interconnected just like the comic books do? Yeah, and they man. were. And that really intrigued yeah. me and still does. But but now anyway, and in addition to DC, I'm now like an avid comic reader and I just wasn't as a kid, but I am now. And some of it's for research and some of it's just for fun. So I don't care. And somebody someday I might want to write a comic or, or figure out how that's done. What's the first step of doing that? Reading them, figuring yeah. out what you yeah. like and what you don't and, and whatever else. Caitlin, you had a question that, that you wanted to ask. Yeah, I want each of us to go around and without context, just say what your favorite MCU movie is. We're not good, which is the hardest thing to not give context for why it is your favorite MCU movie, because you want to talk about it for 12 million years, which is exactly what I want to do. But I know what my answer is and I know what each of your answers is. And I want to I want you guys to say it. 
Matt, you go first. Every time somebody asks me that question, uh, Winter Soldier. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Nice. I, that's, that's such a good choice. It's so hard to not pick uh, that. But if I had to choose, I'd go with Thor Ragnarok. Yes! Hey, we know each other. He's a friend from work. Uh, yeah, damn it. Uh, my, <laughs> mine is no yeah. one is shocked by the fact that it's Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as yeah. well. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet I'm not. Yeah, well, you're a big you Bucky there fan. Yeah. yeah, I love Bucky. <laughs> I mean, I think there there are one there are some that I think the first Avenger is highly underrated. Um, yeah, I I, I oh, think totally. there totally there and and again, like you said, I think. Some are better than others, but there's including Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yes, including Iron Man 2, which I have a weird love for because of Sam Rockwell as Justin (laughs) Hammer. I don't think there's a for me, there's not one that I dislike. I'm not going to say good or bad, but I don't dislike any of them. I like there's something to love about all of them. I can find something to, to love and enjoy in a really perverse way and all of them. So here's one about that incredible Hulk movie. It's got Liv Tyler in it. I'm sold. I don't care. I don't want to close my eyes. Okay. I don't want to fall. I'm sorry. Every time I was somebody says her name. Ar- Arwen Undomio. I was going to say that's where people, my mind Oh yeah, that too. You know. that too. Okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, I went Moving to a totally on different place. Moving on to WandaVision. WandaVision. We've got nine episodes, probably also only one series. We don't know yet. But now on Disney Plus, it mm. did say series finale at the end. Yeah. And I don't think they were planning yeah. on this being more than one season. No. But it was so I popular. Think, I, think I think they'll take season. the characters from yeah. this and give them other shows and yeah, stuff. But I, I think exactly. I don't really know how you do WandaVision, the show, again. No. Because WandaVision, one and no. done. And then you just, it's yep. a it's a, a catalyst for a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Give me more one season, one yes. and done shows. Just tell a good story and get out. You don't have to be on for 10 years. Just, Just tell, tell a good, good story. Matt, you heard it from Matt Romano. You don't have yep. to be on for 10 years. <laughs> you heard it from don't me. Try, don't, we figured don't try it out, Hollywood. Smoke. Just cut it right now, <laughs> Simpsons. The worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes registering my disgust throughout the world. Quit while you're ahead, anyway. Come on. No, no, they can stay on. They can stay on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, well, it's all now on Disney Plus, created by Jack Schaefer, who has a story credit on Black Widow. I didn't know this until today I was looking, yeah. which is really interesting. And she is something else. Series writers included Schaefer, Laura Donnie, Megan McDonald, Camera Squires, Gretchen Enders, Chuck Hayward, and Mackenzie Dore. Every episode was directed by Matt Shackman. Every single, all nine episodes. Previous credits from him include two episodes in Game of Thrones Season 7, two episodes of Fargo Season 1, one episode of The Boys, one episode of Succession, mm-hmm. and the pilot of The Great, which have you seen that on yeah. uh, uh, the cast from The Great Show on Hulu? I love it. It's uh, amazing. I, lo- it's, uh, I love that, that show. That is quite a resume. And many, many, many others. Little this one-offs here television. and there. Done some, uh, that yeah. show Children's Hospital, some there. So he's very versatile. Yeah. Some comedy Weird. and then okay. Succession <laughs> and then other stuff. And it shows because this yeah. WandaVision has a little bit of everything. The yeah, character of Wanda true. Maximoff, created for the comics by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, is played by Elizabeth Olsen. Vision, created for the comics by Roy Thomas and John 
Buscema is played by Paul Bettany. The show also featured Tayana Paris as Monica Rambeau, Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, Deborah Joe Rupp, Fred Melamed, Emma Caulfield, and of course, Catherine Hahn as yes. Agnes, who turns out is actually, as many people predicted, Agatha Harkness, and also Evan Peters as Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> well, Wait, we'll get no. to that, oh, yeah, Matt. We're right. going to get yeah. to it. I promise. <laughs> okay. Now, right. It's both a wacky homage to sitcoms, including I Love Lucy, Bewitched, Malcolm in the Middle, Modern Family, and more, but at the same time is a very real examination of how people cope with grief and loss. We see that Wanda has used these shows to overcome the constant stream of losses that she's endured in her life, and now she's unknowingly created her own little world of fantasy based on them with herself and her dead partner as the stars. It's only when she becomes fully aware that she is hurting real people, making her pain their pain, that she draws a line and puts a stop to it. I think we can all kind of relate to using television and stories in general to cope mm -hmm. with not losses or even grief, but discomfort and depression. Yeah. Everyone being like, well, Wada was the bad guy along. It's like, I, I would do that. I was yeah. on I her side no matter what. Yeah. I, I was just, I was on her side, especially when, once you see everything she's gone through and, and it was so real. And I, I, this is going to come up a lot and I'm already, off uh, on a tangent, but the acting of Elizabeth Olsen in this show from the beginning yes. and from perfectly embodying every era of sitcoms, but then the yeah. pain of Wanda is so real and she made that pain so visceral. The last time a TV show dealt with depression to this degree where it was so real, the show was about an animated horse who was also an actor, which is yes. weird. Bojack Horseman. Absolutely. No matter what happens, no matter how much it hurts, you don't stop dancing and you don't stop smiling and you give those people what they want. And action. The range that she was allowed to give us. And I think a lot of people, I hope after this show, give Elizabeth Olsen the credit that she is due because the mm -hmm. level that she is working at, especially after seeing all of these different iterations that she's hitting is just, oh my God, just, oh my God. Caitlin, question for you. Your, your response to this show was the first that I had heard. Because you got screeners for the first three episodes and you made the show sound to me. I think you also said it's like you said something along the lines of this show is made for you because um, yeah. it's so weird and real at the same time. It's a juxtaposition that should not work in any universe, but does because it's it such does. a weird balance. And I'm still amazed that anyone they, that they went into a room of Disney execs said, here's what we're planning to do. Here's the beats. The show is this. And it's also this. And somebody in that room said, yep, green light, give them the money. I can't believe mm -hmm. that this show exists. But question for you after those three episodes and then the rest of it, because you made the show seem weird and also kind of impossible. Both of things ended up with true. What was your general ride like? with this show week to week after you were done with the first three. I loved it every week. I was my, my uh, aforementioned roommate and I would wake up every morning, every Friday. And the first thing we would do, we would put the kettle on to make coffee and tea. And then we would sit down and we would watch WandaVision. And mm -hmm. of course the, the first two episodes dropped in the first week together. And then the second week we got the third episode and when we realized that we were going to have to wait an additional week to watch another episode, we were so mad. 
we were so angry that we didn't get to wake up and watch episodes of WandaVision. Same thing will be, I'm sure, for tomorrow by the time this podcast has come out. We will have woken up and there will not be another episode of WandaVision. My wife had a flying saucers. My husband and his indestructible head. Aren't we a fine pair? Watching it every week was... I have not had an, a bad Friday for as long as WandaVision has been running because I start my day out <laughs> yeah. very positively yeah. because it's relatable and it's it's absurd. It's uh, especially the first few episodes we've talked about this. We all loved them. I know that a lot of people did not vibe with that, but I know that we all loved all of mm-hmm. the, especially the older sitcoms when they were referencing I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke show. That was something that, we all love that's something that i grew up watching and so i could have watched an entire series of just wanda envision like (laughs) redoing episodes of the dick van dyke show and i love lucy well also little things little little sly references in there like my husband had his indestructible head and let's remember how he died humor and the the even that opening scene where uh or one of the opening scenes where there wanda's in the kitchen in the morning and vision comes in and she's, you know, she's lifting the plates into their proper yeah, like space. Yeah. style. And it's, it's yeah. the, the, the combination of humor, of emotion, of love, and just the, the writing is next level every single week. There was never a week that I was not thrilled with what I was watching. I agree. And since you brought this up, I'm going to throw this in here. It was week to week and we were all, we weren't binging it. We were waiting and we were all dreading the horrid please stand by. For me, I've heard some people wish that it was a a bingeable show. But for me, I'm glad that it was spaced out because it really, especially in this period where we're all still separated, it gave us this community and it gave something everyone to connect on every week. And we were talking about it for nine weeks, even tomorrow when they, yeah. when this, you'll be, li- by the time you're listening to this, there's a making of show that will be on yeah. Disney, Disney plus. So every week we had something to talk about. Whereas if it was a binge, it would have been a couple days and then done. Not for us, of course, because we break down everything. But and why would they? They've proven with the Mandalorian that this model works and subscriptions are skyrocketing. This show was such a huge hit. Now, this is going to go into my next question uh, for you, Matt. Though we've seen Marvel on TV before, it's not like we've never seen Marvel on TV before, including my beloved Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is the first <laughs> fully direct MCU-based show. It's fully based in the yeah. MCU. Then When they say it's connected, they mean it. This is Feige overseeing it and all that. It is experimental, to say the least. How did that experiment work for you? It worked amazingly for me. The thing is, this show is a comic book. You know, it's like you would pick up an eight episode event series, you know, uh, and like it'd be just this weird. And you'd spend the first few episodes in a weird place wondering what's going on. And then it kicks in the high gear and and ends with this like epic conclusion. The MCU has always felt like comic books to me because they do such a good job adapting it to the screen. But this felt like, you know, a comic book. There was just there was a different weight to this series than there has been any MCU movie. And uh, I I just think that like this format gives them the opportunity to experiment and do weird, which is fun and exciting. And waiting for it each week, like you would the new installment of a comic. The, the Friday release has replaced 
like the midnight show of an MCU movie. Yeah. There's a rush to watch it for n- for now. For now. For now. We're still gonna we're still gonna get that. We're still gonna get those. But yeah, but like this very much like watching Wandavision on a Friday and even Mandalorian feels like like I am rushing to get the first ticket. I am I am seeing it first. I like so nobody spoils it feels me. Feels special. Feels special. Yeah. So like, what show do you wake up and it's like seven a.m. You're like, you know what? I'm going to watch the best piece of television I could watch all week at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I'm excited you know, to do that. Exactly. And some yeah. people stay up till 3. <laughs> and some people do 3 a.m. And you could stay yeah, up at 3 crazy. and then do the whole all nine hours at once. But it's just. No. Why would you want to do that? Like, I, I feel like, you know, so many shows I've watched, like, for example, The Witcher mm. on yeah. Netflix. Great show. Right. But I watch that in one sitting. I can't tell you. What the hell was going on right. in the Witcher? Toss a coin to your Witcher. You got to watch it about two or three times like I did. I, I could to tell actually you. understand the timeline, first of <laughs> I, all. I could tell you. But I was already through like six episodes before I realized there was a timeline. <laughs> like, I was like, what I is going on here? A lot of people had here? the same experience, like, though, yeah, with that. I just love that right. this is... But if it was weekly, I would have figured somehow, it out. Like, somehow I think I this got dovetailed there. into yeah. Caitlin bashing <laughs> the timeline of the Witcher. <laughs> It was definitely a thing. It's like, okay, Siri and Yennefer, where? Anyway, we've been, we've seen superhero shows go wacky and experimental before DC's legends Mm. of tomorrow comes to mind, but even there, it it takes big swings. Every episode is nuts. And I can't believe that that show is allowed to exist. And I'm thankful. So thankful it does. But even there, it took a season for that to start for lack of a better way of saying it, not caring. It's like, we don't care if we live or die. Leaning into the madness. We're going to lean into our madness. And they have pathos in there too. So it's not all madness, but it is mad. Another close comparison I can make is Doom Patrol. Which yeah, is wacky baby. as hell. Mm. It, it, which is I love Doom Patrol, but that it's was so good. So, hey, Brendan I mean, Fraser, am I right? Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Who's this for? I don't uh, know. Grant on. Morrison fans. I I don't know. There we go. You got Tudic <laughs> and full. It's just it's so crazy, and I could. The people. There's an army of butts at one point. If you watched it, you know. And it makes oh. sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. You had me at army of butts. It makes sense, <laughs> and it keeps the the pathos because it's still a, a group of freaks and a found family. But even that, as as great as that is, isn't fully like this. I can't think of another show that has all of that weirdness and does it in this kind of way. But but you know why this is di- why WandaVision is different is because you have the back of the MCU. Yeah, to stand do you think on. that's what it is? Absolutely. There's so much mythology here. The universe has gotten so big, and like I'm sure you're going to get to it in your questions, Brian. But like Wanda and Vision. Like these two characters are now like the power the couple power of couple. the MCU. I care about them. Like, I'd say they're tied for power couple, but we'll get to. That. I don't know. For we me, can, we can get me, into it, but it's like for, for, for you, for you. But look how this show took two characters who how we barely scratched the surface of their love story or their yeah. relationship, yeah. and this show just blew. Ooh. Censor the ready blew the blew doors the off. bloody doors off. You <laughs> don't have to the, censor the, that. You didn't say no, anything. That's, I don't know. Well, I'm going to censor the mind blown, if if you will. <laughs> yeah, mind blown. There you go. That, and that, Matt, that's uh, the the best point. I think we were all talking about this uh, over the weeks of this happening. Is that having read comics and knowing the history of these characters, we know that there's so much more to them, especially if you yeah. look at something like uh, Captain America Civil War, where you get a little bit of interaction between Wanda and Vision. You kind of start to see their relationship building, but it's not there yet. And then you get to uh, Infinity War, 
and you see that they've run away together and they're in this full relationship together and yeah. you wonder how did they get here? There's not a lot of backstory, but I, I'm I'm sold on it because Paul Bettany and Elizabeth yeah. Olsen are so wonderful. Then you get some of this backstory filled in that episode in which Agatha takes Wanda back through her memories to try to understand what is going on and why this little witch has all of these powers. And it's because she has so much trauma built up over time that she just has created her own destiny in a way. That's yeah. such a good way to yeah. put it. And I'm going to skip ahead to this question because you pretty much just talked about it. Because this show features Wanda really coming into, into her own, like you said. We found out that she was not... This is huge that she was not fully without powers before the hydra experiments so that is a bit of mcu canon at least where they're kind of retroacting that canon canon fire (laughs) absolutely for that now maybe is that was it the same for pietro well he's dead so we may never know how could it be the one dead if he's dead in any case it also fleshes out her relationship (laughs) with vision like you said using Probably my favorite scene in the entire nine episodes of the flashback somewhere before Civil War, where he's comforting her about the loss of her brother, which the movies don't go into. They don't have they didn't have time, but it gives us the now classic line, which is probably a classic line of the whole show that ended up from what we hear being a collaboration with the showrunner, the writer and and even an assistant. There were a lot of hands in this line, but Vision says to her, but what is grief? If not love, persevering. Yeah. And that's a line I'll be unpacking probably for the rest of my life. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) It also, it's like it has that four-letter L word that I don't understand in it. I barely understand what grief is. I do understand persevering. In any case, she also winds up gaining her true comic name for the first time, Scarlet Witch. Partially because they have the rights and they're able to call her that now. They're able to do it. (laughs) uh, So they went right for it. Oh, yeah. That's right. A more comic accurate take on her look, (laughs) which was glorious to see. It's it's a little bit of the same patterns and everything from the look that she had. But she finally has that headpiece after seeing we had the Halloween version and then we saw it in a vision. But now it's it's the real deal. And I'm totally there. But side note, do we like do we like the look? I love the look. Oh, it's incredible. I can't wait to see it. I love the Halloween costume. The Halloween costume is also fantastic. I think you and I both, Matt, enjoyed the the Halloween costume. I enjoy all of her costumes in the show. I will say that. Yeah, but I also like Vision. I like I like oh, the scrappy, uh, oh, like, uh, uh, you know, the re- quote, yeah. 1950s of I'm going to be a superhero. Vi- yeah, wrestler. Also, Vision yeah. in a sweater is... <laughs> Anytime it's, so it's just vision, but he's wearing a sweater. I love. It's so adorable. I love vision. All of these things happen to her, and so much more. So, how is this? You've already said, but is there any other way that the series has changed and/or enhanced your view of Wanda Maximoff and Will from this point forward? I, I'm, I, I'm just. A, you pretty much said that it had, but anything yeah. to add? I love the character of Wanda Maximoff. I think she's one of a. We already know she's one of the most powerful people in. Not even just the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the Marvel Universe in general. Despite what she's had to go through. Despite what she has had to go through. Would you say partially because of what she's had to go through? Yes. I'm not a, I'm not always the biggest fan of trauma makes you more powerful. Yeah, neither neither am I. Neither am I. Um, That's something that is leaned into a little bit too joyfully sometimes, in my opinion, for Mm. Wanda and for many other characters, mostly female characters. Definitely in the Uh, the comics, absolutely. 
I feel yeah. like they do it, and they and they attack her almost. They they villainize her and demonize her because of that in the comics, and they don't here. They show her a yeah. lot more empathy in this storytelling, which is why I think it it works so well for me. It does, and she is truly in power, and she is the person who decides her fate in this series, and that's very important for me and I think it is for a lot of other people and the fact that she is a character we have seen grow from kind of the the even though they're twins she's kind of treated as the little sister to Pietro in Age of Ultron we kind of see her grow up and slowly begin to come into her own with time and from her growing from this character who is a villain to not really having much of a personality because the writers aren't able to give her that within the time span allotted to being the hero, both the hero and the villain of her own story with throughout these nine episodes. The fact that she is able to grow so much and the fact that we know that the the way that they have built her up here, she is only going to be more powerful down the line watching her become this incredibly complex character she is an individual she's a sister she's a wife she's a mother she is a friend she is all of these different aspects and she leans into all of them equally and on top of that she's a god dang superhero and she's so cool and she yeah. has to go through what she has to go through to get to where she has to get to. And ultimately, she gets there. And when it gets too far, well, as I said before, when she's causing active pain to others, she stops, which yeah. is critical, a critical distinction. It's either well, keep, not, not, keep not necessarily well, right keep, away. No, not this right away, but keep, keep this fantasy yeah, going yeah, yeah. At, or yeah. and, and keep hurting all of these people who are coming to you and saying either release us or kill us. And you can keep your kids, yeah, you can geez. keep vision, you can keep this fantasy going, or lose everything and free these people. That's the decision she ultimately has to make. And that's not an easy choice, especially because yeah. the fantasy, the fakeness and all that, it, it, it's like certain things in, re, in, in, in our world. It feels real and you feel powerful, but you become addicted to it. And I feel like she's kind of become addicted as the show goes on to this fantasy. And that's why it's, and she, to the point where she doesn't really care who she hurts. It's just about keeping it up. It's about keeping the fix going, the hex going. Matt, question for you. Now, this was supposed to come after both Black Widow, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and probably a million other shows and movies. But because of circumstances, we haven't seen either of those. (laughs) We haven't seen those shows, that movie. We haven't seen any of that yet. Now, I don't want to say that those are safer bets than this, because they like, Mm -hmm. but who knows what they're going to be. But Black Widow looks Mm -hmm. like an excellent MCU movie, but it looks like an MCU movie. Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. looks looks fantastic, and it's going to tackle some... You're going to have a black man as Captain America assuming that mantle. That's going to be dealing with some difficult subject matter, and here's hoping it, it does yeah. so well. With this show, however, the, not, neither of those look wacky. They don't look experimental, yeah. even though it, it looks like... Yep. Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson are going to be in some kind of couples counseling. And, therapy. Uh, sign, yeah. Therapy. Yeah, sign, me, yeah, yeah. sign me right up for that <laughs> immediately. Yeah. 
So this weird, because we didn't get those, this the weird way this happened, the first MCU storytelling we got after Spider-Man Far From Home ended up being Wanda and Vision in black and white with Vision singing Yakety Yak on Disney+. Plus. Do you think this yeah. helped the show's success? Because it has been a huge success and subscriptions yeah. have skyrocketed. Yes. Or do you think it, w- it wouldn't have been as big of a thing if it hadn't rolled out this way? I think it always would have been a big thing because I think it's excellent. I think it still would have been good. But I think it actually, you know, despite all the horribleness, like worked out in the best possible scenario. Because like you said, Black Widow, even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like they're going to be fantastic. They're going to be great. But like they're they're very much in the same vein of that of a lot of the MCU that we've seen. This is so weird and different coming off what was a very weird and different year. So it's the first piece of Marvel we've seen since uh, Far From Home. But like, it's like this weird fever dream of Marvel after not being with them for a year. It's like, it's the proper introduction after the year we had. And I think that just it being its weirdness and the fact that like, we've all been like, uh, you know, consuming media at home mm. and being forced to talk to each other over the internet. For, oh, like, oh, okay. I think it was a perfect over storm. the internet. I thought you were going to no. say forced to talk to each other. Matt, but. that's a good point. We've been all been coping similarly as to how Wanda has been doing just without yes, superpowers. Exactly. Well, speak for yourself without superpowers, but it, it's, um, and also we should point out it's, we don't know how black widow and Falcon and the winter soldier could go full on. Wacky. Yeah, no, we yeah. don't know that yet. I mean, Sam and Bucky could go into a full who's on first routine in episode two. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows so. what they're going to be? Well, Wanda vision is proving it's like, it's like, uh, every great, like, uh, I don't know, musical act like has their, or, or artist has their, like, different types of paintings and their eras. Yes. It's like, there's just so many different flavors well, to the MCU. experimentation pays mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm so into the experimentation. Guardians of the Galaxy Absolutely. was an experiment. Because who knew, who knew who the hell they were? Who knew that the cosmic side of Marvel Absolutely. And we're looking to a phase four that includes a movie yeah. called Thor Love and Thunder, which is going to be spray painted yes. on the side of my van. It includes a movie yes. called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Something yeah, called right. I Am Groot. You can't do this stuff without what they've done. Yeah. So, like, so up to this, this point. is just if, if for a phase four that looks wackier and wackier as I continue talking, I think starting with this experiment is kind of the perfect way. Here's the beginning of phase four. And not only that, it's on Disney Plus. It's on your small screen. So it's planting a flag <laughs> yeah. in a number of ways. I'm going to stick with you, Matt, here. One huge addition mm-hmm. to MCU canon that I was so happy that this is in in a different, slightly different form, but whatever. Vision is not dead. Cannon, cannon, fire. Yes. Bang! Boom. By the end of this show, <laughs> some form of vision is still around. So, so thankful for that. Uh, Wanda didn't steal his body either. There are two visions at play. There's the vision that Wanda creates out of love, magic, and the mind stone energy. And then there's rebuilt white vision. We should call yeah. him New Vision. There's no other real name for him. I looked at this. I like Vision the White. Well, yeah, because every time I say White <laughs> I Vision, know. I feel like I'm talking about a hate group. Is, but yeah. that's generally what he's called. It's just because yeah. yeah. he's always Vision. Yeah, white There's fine. no distinction. He's either yeah. Chalk White Vision or whatever. We'll, we'll see what comes out of our mouths. So 
new vision was intended to be a weapon used by the character Hayward played by Josh Stambert. If there's an antagonist in this show, it is him. At one point, the two yeah. visions have a talk about the ship of Theseus and white vision pretty Ooh. much becomes vision prime. So the fantasy vision will dissipate and we still have a vision out there. So vision in the MCU still exists. Now to Matt, there was much ado made about a Luke Skywalker esque Mandalorian cameo in this series. Some of this, and this became <laughs> oh, yeah, such yeah. a such a thing. Some of this from an yeah. interview with Elizabeth Olsen, and then in another interview, Paul Bettany get a, getting a little cheeky, saying, "I'm yes, and I'm getting to work with an actor I've always wanted to." And people said, "Oh my God, he must be talking about Al Pacino, who will come in as Mephisto." But <laughs> no, the cameo is himself. Is he talking about the, yes. the, doing a scene with himself? The cameo yes. is new vision with himself. is what it has yes. to be. Yes. Okay. So you agree that that's, that that's the cameo. Oh yeah. That was and what a wonderful cameo. scene. Cause this scene with the two visions definitely made me think of vision and Ultron in age of Ultron, where he says a thing yeah. is not beautiful only because it lasts. Well, I was born yesterday. All those <laughs> right, great lines. Right, right, right. Now question for you. Cause right. they, bond and find each other fascinating yeah they bond over the conundrum yes. of the ship of theseus which is a thought experiment uh. and i want to ask you what you think the answer to this thought experiment of the ship of theseus is you are familiar with the thought experiment the ship of theseus in the field of identity metaphysics naturally do you want me to reiterate what the ship of these? Yes. Can you please from, reiterate? I can't believe is. we're actually talking about this on the, on the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, because I know what it but is, but like, let's get into it. Sure. Tark wrote about this one, writing about Theseus. Oh, he Plutark, said, yeah, Theseus sailed on a ship with a crew and they got a little ways and, and the ship started deteriorating. So they had to replace yeah. planks and boards. And eventually at a certain point, they kept doing right. that. The entire ship is replaced. So the question really is, is it the same ship? And other philosophers have taken it <laughs> further. What if they then took the boards and planks that they threw away, <laughs> refurbished them, and created another oh. ship from that refuse? You then have two ships. What is that other ship? Another philosopher puts this a little easier. Oh, God. This, this, oh, is, this is an yep. easier way of thinking about it. Okay. okay. Yep. Uh, theoretical for you. No, this is all you good. You buy an yeah. axe. Yep. You use the axe for a year. After right. a year of use, right. you replace the handle. After another year yes. of use, you replace the axe head. Question. Yes. Is it still the same axe? If not, what is uh, it? The 12th Doctor, played by Peter Capaldi in his very first episode, oh, gets into this going. with a... Well, yeah. I mean, he. this is where I thought of it. He, he does this same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where he got this from, but he does this with a broom, replacing the brush, then a year later, you replace mm -hmm. the handle. Is it the same broom? Question for you, going with the axe. So mm. let's say let's say the whole ship of Theseus, let's use the axe metaphor. You you have the axe, you've replaced the handle, a year later you replace the head. Is it the same axe? I'm here I'm gonna get really meta. Okay. Yeah. So there's the person that wields the axe, there's the person that, you know, drives the ship, there's uh, the person that pushes the broom. Maybe it's all about us. Do you think the vision is still vision? Isn't it up? Is it? Is it? Is it the craft or the thing in in the beholder of the person that gets to to wield it and decide what is a ship and what is a broom? Because I think vision's vision. Yeah, white vision's that's vision. That's interesting because his his whole thing it is. That's an excellent. <laughs> that's really good response uh, because was that well, good? because at the yeah. end of it he's easily bought and he just says I what and he says what are you? He says I am vision after getting his memories yeah. rebooted, restored, however you want to say it. Yeah. And he flees he says I am vision and he flies off. 
and that's it. He's content yeah. with that. But you're saying that if you say it's your axe, it's your property. And I say, what is yeah. it? You say, well, it's still my axe. That's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's his, I love, I love the vision. I like, that's my vision. So he's vision, but also this whole thing is about a soul. Like, you know, what is the spirit of someone? Yeah. Especially of a machine. And yeah. there's a question of does vision. And I know that's something that's gotten into in the comics a little bit before does vision. who is a, a creature of, of metal and magic and power and has a consciousness, has a soul clearly is worthy of picking up Thor's hammer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah. my mind that means he has this. Caitlin, would you agree with this with this with this line of of the ship of Theseus thought experiment? Do you think that in the end every bit of the ship is replaced? Is it the same ship as you see it? I think so. I I think it's it's in the it it's a interesting thought experiment when they when they went into that in the show. I I just started laughing. It, it reminded it's, me of, it's of yeah. course, it had to. It really is not, as, yeah. and it's Vision talking to Vision, so of course he's... It had to get weird and theological. The, but also, the, like, this is the most Vision yeah. thing yes. ever. That he would, like, you know, like, this is how he would beat this, like, unstoppable yeah, object. Yeah, the only, yes. the only person he could possibly him. have this particular <laughs> conversation with is himself. It is Vision. It's, it is... The same body, as far as we know, they didn't replace anything when they were putting back together. And now, I think more than the vision that Wanda created, who, as we've said, is a a compilation of her love, her memories, and the power of the Mind Stone put together. And we know that the vision that Wanda created for Westview didn't have these old memories that the old vision did. That was the vision in who we see most of WandaVision in my mind is the vision that Wanda always wanted. He is her ideal. He is something of his own because of the Mind Stone and the power that that brought in, but he is something that she created. This new vision, the the white vision, the the one who is created as a weapon is even more complicated because now this vision has the original vision's memories this vision has the memories of the vision that Wanda created within mm-hmm. uh, Westview. But wow, this vision yeah, also has point. this yeah. memory, most likely, of being a weapon and having this mission. Very similar to like a, a Winter Soldier kind of programming where yeah. it is it is you are my mission kind of thing. And now has some trauma built up. <laughs> Based on what you just said, Caitlin, I get the feeling that a potential answer to this could be the rebuilt ship of Theseus is the is white vision that flies off. But say Wanda, what Wanda did was she took all of the disused planks and everything that they were that they cast aside, rebuilt a whole other ship. That second ship that we were talking about before, what is that? That's the fantasy vision in a way because yeah. that's used from from disused things that nobody else thought were valuable just to put yeah. a pin in that we have to move right. on from the ship of theseus because i can't believe i actually just said that but we have to move on <laughs> it's good because we haven't even talked about monica rambo you guys like monica rambo we're going to talk about Love monica, monica rambo. rambo monica rambo sword 
This show introduced Monica Rambeau, all grown up as Lieutenant Trouble from Captain Marvel, and also introduces Sword. In the comics, it, uh, the, it's the counterpart of S.H.I.E.L.D., and in the comics, it stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Division. On this show, they change it. They change world to weapon, so weapon. it's sentient weapon, like Vision or like Carol Danvers, etc. So those beings would be in their interests. It was created in this iteration by Maria Rambo, who died during the five years of the blip. So Monica returns from the blip. She got snapped. She returns to a world, and her mother, beloved Maria, nicknamed Photon Rambo, is dead and off to go and shooting the new James Bond <laughs> question for you. Kate. So for all that, for everything I just said, cannon, cannon fire <laughs> question for you, Kate, Caitlin with the character of Monica Rambeau, who when entering the hex gains powers like her comic book, alter ego, who's either known as photon or spectrum. They don't say it in this show yet. She's gone by both. We don't know which one they're going to go with. I'd put my money on Spectrum since Photon was more her mother. Or it could be Photon in, 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 as a tribute to her mother. We don't know yet. But the question is, do you think they did the character of Monica Rambeau a disservice by introducing her not only on a streaming show, but more importantly, on a streaming show where she's not even the main character? I don't think so in large part because... I feel that whoever she becomes within this world is not a better known character, um, which is on Marvel Comics for never having really, you know, blown out this character as much as they should have because it's a, she's a fantastic character. I think as long as down the line we get more of her, that she becomes the character, the main character of her own space, her own movie. I really hope that she is a the main person uh, within Secret Invasion, personally. Yeah. I hope that she's working with the scrolls down the line uh, and that we get to kind of see her take charge in the way that we did in this show. The moments that they give her are absolutely fantastic. She is smart. She's capable. She's a badass. She has deep emotional moments where we get to see her mourning her mother, where we get to see her trying to figure out her place in this world now that she's returned from the snap. And we hear these moments too, when she's going through the hex and when she's traveling through, we hear uh, Carol Danvers voice. We hear her mother's voice. We hear this history that this woman has, and I cannot wait to dig into it in Mm -hmm. further projects yeah that felt like a very much a captain marvel yeah, yeah. or or <laughs> captain marvel 2 or, uh, it's like captain marvel two, one, yeah, and, yeah. one and a half yeah exactly much like the yeah. lion right. king i mean her arc <laughs> right. does parallel wanda's and it's very complimentary to it because she is the one who the only one here really aside from jimmy and darcy who we'll get to but she's the most capable of getting to wanda to help with compassion She's the she has one. The who she cares. has empathy because she gets it. Because she all and she shows that she gets it in the finale. Because she said, "If I have the power you have, I would have brought my mom back." So we can see that she gets yeah. it. But also, it's worth mentioning, and I didn't know this until someone pointed this out to me: that no black superhero in the MCU has ever started with their own movie or show or anything. They've it's true. always yeah. appeared on something else. Side characters. Even Black Panther appeared as a, a supporting character in Civil War. Every yeah. single one, be it uh, Rhodey 
who's who's going to come into the spotlight all and and now here it is again with Monica and I agree with with, with Falcon with Black Panther with yeah. It's always yeah. the case. So this was, I guess, a chance to break that mold. So I can see that it's unfortunate. But ultimately, I'm happy that we're getting her. I'm happy that we've gotten her, yeah. that we'll continue to get her. And I just love, I cannot say how much I love Tayana Paris in this role. And it's technically not the first time we're seeing her because we did see the young her in Captain Marvel. So it's, but adult mm -hmm. Monica, the one we're going to be with for a while. Tayana Paris is perfect in this part. Question for you, Matt, before I get to a big question, but speaking of Monica, we see her talk with a scroll in the post-credits, which you mentioned of the finale. The <laughs> scroll says, someone wants to talk with you, and then points up. I was sent by an old friend of your mother's. He heard you've been grounded. He'd like to meet with you. Surely the scroll is referring to Nick Fury on that ship we saw him in in the Far From Home post-credits? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes, I, I totally think so. Absolutely. Question yeah. for everybody. When do you think we'll see Monica again? Caitlin, you already mentioned a little bit of this, but we'll see. Do you think we'll, it'll be Captain Marvel 2, Secret Invasion, Ms. Marvel, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, or all of them? I hope all. All. Yeah. Yeah. Give me more Monica. Yeah, all of them. I feel like she's got a huge part to play now. Certainly Captain Marvel 2, that's a given. I'd say with Captain the Marvel scroll, I think you nailed it, Caitlin, with Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. If Carol Danvers is going to be have, play a part in Ms. Marvel, I'd say then Monica would too. Absolutely, yeah. she ha Carol has to have her her honorary daughter, her little niece there with her, who is now all grown up and is just as powerful. What's that reunion going to be like? That's, I want it. Well, it sounds like there's some beef. There's some beef between them. There could yeah. be. Well, potentially, she said allies, and then she was a little cold when she didn't, like, she wasn't too bright yeah. about Auntie Carol. And if yeah. you think back to Far yeah. From Home, there's a moment where Nick Fury, who we then know is actually Ben Mendelsohn's scroll, says, don't mention that name. When Peter Parker mentions Carol Danvers, this is don't mention that name. And you think at the time it's okay. No, she's important. It's, it's, don't the take the that line name. is do not invoke her name. Yeah. Do not invoke her name. Like don't so, like get her name. You aren't, you don't deserve to yeah. use her name, <laughs> but yeah. it could be something else. Who knows what's going on? But be. anyway, I, I'm with you, Caitlin. I, yeah. I can't wait for that reunion as somebody who I, I will never under, I, I guess I can get objectively maybe, you like Captain Marvel, the movie, or you don't. I see no, there's nothing in there I don't like. I enjoy the hell out of that movie every single time. So I just, I love Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. Commence the throwing of rocks. Um, but I love her in that part, and I can't wait to see her sharing the screen with Tiona Paris now as as Monica. That's not all. We also get Darcy Lewis and Jimmy Woo returning, as I said. Yes. Both end up as fans themselves of Wanda's fake show, oh, which I love that they're fans of the show within the show. And I also, I, I mean, I love anything Darcy, and I love anything Kat Dennings, and I'm hoping this yes. is not the end of her. I love anything Randall Park. And it's so I'm yes. so glad to see the world finally embrace Jimmy Woo, who is trending ever since he appeared every week. This show enabled the weirdest things to trend. That Ship of Theseus was trending all day because <laughs> of a superhero show is something. Oh, yeah. Jimmy yes. Woo trending every time he appeared. But it pays off something from, again, the very underrated Ant-Man and the Wasp, where he has this line. And, Caitlin, you know I love so this good. line. 
he's so curious about the close-up magic. He's like, no, how did he you? He loves like, it how did you do that? so Wait, much. that? He goes, no, the, the close-up magic, how did you do it? And it reminds me of another line from him in that movie that we've talked about where the, the misunderstanding about getting dinner. Because he's like, yes. no, no, I don't want to get dinner. And then he pauses like, And they lean Wait, into that. Did, did you want to get dinner? And it's so like, because well. he, he would. If he, and in this, it's just Jimmy Woo. And not only he's grown, he's still like the nicest guy and he's being of service. But the first thing he does, flips out his card, like, like palming it. And in the end, he breaks out of handcuffs with a flourish. He has yeah. learned close up. It's a little <laughs> detail. But in terms of little details that Grace notes that the MCU doesn't have to do, but they do do, yeah. they do, 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 um, is fantastic. Question for you, Caitlin. We're going to get to the big to the big one. I know you want to talk about this. Let's talk about Agnes, who ends up being Agatha Harkness, yes. how much we love her and where we may see her again. She says in the finale, you have no idea what you've unleashed. You're going to need me. Yeah, they will. They're going to need her so hard. So obviously, we all love Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Uh, She's amazing. For years, but now the world has caught on. (laughs) I mean, Anchorman. Anchorman. The the work that this woman does, the levels that she reaches. For years and years, you know, she's been a fantastic comedy actress. We all know that she does Mm -hmm. that. But even beyond this, I mean, she has the range. And what she's working with here is absolutely fantastic. Her as... The nosy neighbor, her as the villain, her as the victim. I see her down the line as a mentor for Wanda. A reluctant one, yeah. yeah that that they has to, that Wanda one. has to work with, but doesn't fully trust. That has to go to a little Loki. Action. Yeah, yeah. And if if you, I love a I love a gray character, and Absolutely. you know it, the the final couple episodes of WandaVision very much make Agatha the the bad guy here. But if you're familiar with Marvel comics at all, you know that. Agatha is a character that very much plays in that gray area. She she picks and chooses what is beneficial to her. Obviously, at the end of the series, Wanda puts her back into the narrative that was created for her and traps her there and says, I know where to find you. Wait, 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 wait. Hiya, hun. I think back to after the episode where Agatha revealed herself to Wanda And then the next episode opens with Agatha surrounded by her coven, captured there, and them saying, oh, you've you've tapped into this dark magic that is forbidden. You can't use this. And Agatha, even when she's kind of toying with them a little bit, it struck me and I still think about how she she begs them to help her. She says, please teach me all. I just I need help. Someone but they are so frightened of her and they are so frightened of the power that she has that they can't see past that. And that is something that resonates with me so much with Wanda is that in this moment, Wanda has created something and done something that she doesn't understand. She needs the help. And I feel like down the line, once Agatha is beyond the curiosity that she initially had and this power hungry mode that she was in, Once she looks at this connection between herself and Wanda, who is the young woman who has more power than she knows what to do with and needs a teacher, I think Agatha could be a very big part of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when Wanda comes back. And I think there's going to be something with Doctor Strange maybe going to Agatha and saying, what is your history here? And what do you know that can help me? Because you have a familiarity with this chaos magic. 
I hope so, because yeah. so much of Agatha's storyline here is trying to figure out how this magic is possible. And yeah. once I figure it out, I want it. And then she figures it out. She's the one who, who names her the Scarlet Witch. The Scarlet She's Witch. She's the one who realizes the potential that's there. She says, there's a whole chapter about you in the Darkhold, which, whether in it, which is a huge plot point in season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And then which we see at the end of the series in a post credits, we see yeah. Wanda reading the dark. Hole. And I don't, so, and it says you could be even more powerful than the sorcerer Supreme. And she yeah. wants it. It reminded me a little of Kylo saying to Ray, it's like, you need a teacher. I'll show you the ways of the force. And she rejects it. It's like, I'll let you have your toys too. It's like also in this exchange though, you get the sense I'm going to learn your innate powers and then eventually steal them through teaching. But we'll see if that turns to a different thing. Question for you, Matt, we're going to get here. We see Pietro Maximoff show up in addition, after some dueling accents, some, a little bit of uh, Wanda's vanishing accent pops back up after a little Sokovian lullaby. We get an Ultron reference. We get a reference to Pietro. Not soon after that, knock at the door, doorbell rings. Who's the, who want to chat? What up with that? It's Pietro. It's Pietro Maximoff, but yeah. it's not oh Aaron Taylor goodness. Johnson. It is Evan Peters who played Evan him in the Peters. Fox X-Men movie. Now, everyone, of course, thinking, and I think us included, thinking, well, now they're going to use the Fox X-Men. And you actually had a thing, yeah. the hex expanding, is that going to turn everyone into mutants? I remember that group text very yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my theories. But, no, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, Here. the thing is, he's not yeah. only is he not... Pietro. He's not even fake Pietro or Fietro. He's Ralph Boner, who throughout the show we hear Catherine Hahn talking about Ralph. He's like, at least he's better looking than Ralph. We find out that Ralph, there's a guy named Ralph Boner who could be, I I took this as a growing pains homage that it's Boner. And he complete with a headshot. Was was this reveal a letdown for you? Or, or were you really yes. hoping that they were going to bring in the Fox <laughs> X-Men? You really want the Fox X-Men back? Yeah, no. yeah, this was immediately a letdown. This felt like just a huge missed opportunity. Like, why do it if you're not going to do it? It felt cheap to me, to be honest. This is the one thing I didn't like Got about the show. Got everyone talking, though, didn't it? Got everybody talking, but don't you don't do that. Come on. Caitlin, may, yeah. may I May I add something to that, Matt? I have a Please. question for you, actually, because I, yeah. I thought about this, too. And originally, it's like... Oh, great. They turned into a, in, into a boner joke. Great. Growing pains homage, but okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I think that if you are paying attention to that character in that scene, I've got back and rewatched that scene several times because I've gone back and watched that episode several times now. By that point, this character is is kind of broken back into his his actual personality, his own. He's he's not he's yeah. not Pietro anymore. He's not right, right, fake right, Pietro. Right. Yes. Why would someone laugh at their own name and oh, laugh yeah, at yeah. A, a boner joke in their own yeah. name? I yeah. truly and we still I will point out Jimmy Woo at the, the top of the season talks about how the FBI has lost someone who is in witness protection in Westview. And we don't know who that is. They never answer who that is. Oh, I wow. think that I, I totally it is forgot about that. Pietro from an alternate universe or someone from an alternate universe. And that actually is Pietro and that it's all just yeah. a big. See, yeah. see there's got to be a long game here. Yeah. You don't bring in Evan Peters. But all, but like he's playing Quicksilver. Come on. It's Quicksilver. They never call, it's Quicksilver. They never call like, him that. I know. But they but can like, it's now. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm with, it's not I'm with you on that. Yeah. If they're going to do it and the doors are open, obviously, especially if, if half of these 
screwy Spider-Man rumors are true. They're going to bring back Alfred yeah, Molina. and Multiverse of Madness. Alfred like, Molina we're as Doc there. Ock or we're something. Then the door is open for this. Yeah. The thing is... Yeah, it's all that. I don't... Uh, he's fine in that part. I don't need them to bring them all back. You want to bring back yeah. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen? Great. Aside from them, let's have some recasting. You know, well, but that, but that, I think that's honestly, and not, not to get too into it, but I think that's what Multiverse of Madness is going to do. The Fox X Men were the Fox X Men, yep. and I'd really rather them leave that yep. and be their own thing, totally, and have that yep. be its thing. And now, this is going to sound bad, but do it right. But a little nods here and there to Pietro or whatever. That's you know, those are fun. I'm not against those. I still, I think yep. there's still more to be revealed here. Is what you're saying. Moving on, question here. We also get the children Billy and Tommy, Proto, Wiccan, and Speed yeah! from the comics. Yeah! I'm just assuming, as we've, you, Caitlin, you already mentioned Wanda holding the Darkhold, Astral projecting a la Doctor Strange in the final uh, post credit sequence. I'm just assuming, and we hear their voices. We hear yeah. Billy and Tommy screaming for mom. I'm assuming we're going to see them pop up. Probably in Multiverse of Madness, right? Oh, we have to. And then, you yeah. know, I, I fully believe that between all of the shows that we are getting down the line, we're getting Hawkeye, uh, Miss Marvel series. We are truly setting up for Young Avengers. Um, and so I, I fully expect, you know, once we get a couple more of these series under our belts and more of these characters on screen, that they will announce a Young Avengers series or movie down the line. Well, absolutely. I could see that being her her mission in that movie in multiverse yeah. of madness is finding them again because that's not something yeah. you get over bringing her, her children back her final words there to them boys thanks for choosing me to be your mom yeah our heart that broke my heart um we have to mention the music the score from christoph <laughs> beck oh, man. who wrote who writes the music for um ant-man and ant-man the wasp and a lot of other things a prolific composer is also is is great throughout this entire yeah. show, but that's not really the music that everyone's talking about. Everyone loved to talk about the <laughs> songs almost every week from the Frozen yes. songwriting team and other things. The team of Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. I think we all know the answer to this, but do we have a favorite of the songs? <laughs> I'm torn between two of them. In large part because the first one was stuck in my head nonstop for weeks. Is that because of TikTok, though? No. Okay. It's specifically just because I had watched that episode a couple of times, uh, and then me and my roommate, like, one of us would walk through the house. <laughs> like, one of us would be humming it, and the other one would... It was a... Per it was a... It was a perpetual cycle. It was horrible. It's horrible. And, and hold on what the what the other one is, because I want to yeah, ask this yeah, question. Yeah. Matt, is there an obvious answer here? I mean, I, it's it's the obvious Don't one. say it, because it's, it's the same for me. Let's see if it's all the same. Ready? On the count yeah. of three, we'll say it. One, two, three, and then say it. One, two, three. It was And I killed Sparky, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Matt, how is it not? That moment was killer. And not only that, I saw a killer. video that, that, why is it so catchy? It's because the yep. between the and all those songs, everything, the way they composed it, they were using the same sequence of four or five notes in different ways in every song. So by the time you got to Agnes, Agatha rather, all along, it's, you've been hearing it for the whole show and you just didn't know it. 
And yeah. it's also just, yeah. it's what Matt, you would call a banger and it slaps. It is a banger. It, it, it slaps. It's a bop. You know, it it's going to be, I, you know, I'm going to say it's going to be on my Halloween playlist for all oh, time. Yeah. It's got it's that not, like monster mash Adams family thing going. It, it, it um, was a graveyard smash and it still is. It was is. a graveyard it smash, is. my it friend. It is currently yes. a graveyard smash because yes. that yeah, one yeah. was a graveyard smash. That's all past tense. This is yes. Agatha all along is, is right. Is, yeah, it was it was Agatha all along, but it still yeah. is. And then you add exactly. the visuals of Catherine Hahn just like winking yeah. at the oh. camera and being it, hammy. It's just Ugh. perfect. It's perfect. It's, it's great. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of right now. That's my favorite. Now, I, I've already said this is my favorite part of the whole show about about five or six different scenes. So they've released <laughs> soundtracks for each week for uh, for the in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, we're back to this old bit. We're back. The soundtracks we're back. are yes. out. Um, what they do is whenever there's a new episode, they then release the previous week's episode soundtrack. So it's a little different. The last two were most, there weren't any new songs in it. So it's all Christoph Beck music, which is excellent. But everyone has all the songs and they're all in there. There's only one left. By the time you're listening to this tomorrow, the final soundtrack will probably be out. So you can have all nine. You can all, you can be like me and own every single bit of music for your ultimate MCU <laughs> playlist, which keeps oh, getting man. bigger and bitter because I'm adding not just the MCU, I'm adding things from all the Marvel movies in there. It's the biggest playlist of all time. Now, uh, Vision and Wanda's final <laughs> exchange includes the lines, We have said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. We'll say hello again. When we say hello again to these two, how do you see that playing out? Matt, you've already mentioned this, but um, you see them now as the number one MCU couple. Caitlin, do you agree? I, let me think about that very hard. Um... Yes, because the other two that I think of as the ultimate MCU couple right now are children. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So I, I, I have one more couple that I think is like will be in contention for the uh number one couple <gasps> of the MCU. And they are? I think it's gonna be Thor and Jane Foster. I think that uh think I think reunite? that we, I think they're gonna reunite and some of the best stuff that we've seen from Kim, uh Chris Helmsworth playing Thor was his like, you know, fawning for jane foster yeah, man. like i just i just can't wait for thor love and thunder like i feel like that reunion between the two of them are going to be so good especially good. now it's especially be good. now if it, yeah. if tyke is in charge he'll have it'll be yeah, Ty, it'll be yeah. tyke style hemsworth good. and also just yeah. wait we can wait and see what he does with natalie if she comes out in full natalie snl rap mode Versus yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know she's going to. Yes. Well, general question just ending with it. For me personally, um, they're tied with Steve and Peggy because no one no one beats them to the end of the line. I'm a Steve and Peggy guy. I just yeah, am. Okay. Just am. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's just the okay. way it's I am. No, it's, it's, it's also they're because they're both, they're both hopeless romantic. Yeah, they're doomed because it's like they'll never be together yeah. again. And then finally, and yeah. now it's, well, when? When will we meet again? And it could be a right. while. And what is it going to be like when she reunites with new vi or not new vision or white vision now just vision because this it's vision fading. doesn't exist. He's been a voice without a body. He's been a carbon based polymorphic android. He's been dead. What is he going to be? And with a stone. He's, yeah. he's who knows yeah. is the ax still an ax? According to Matt, it's his ax with that. I will reactivate the Bryfrost to take us back to Star uh, Binger no. Base. So we'll take a so break soon? while Oof, we travel, uh. but we'll say hello again. 
Don't turn us off. Ah, we're back. Every, everyone okay? <coughs> oh, Lord. Are you coughing Matt, or... Matt, are you, Matt, are you okay? Oh, jeez. Okay, again, that Mr. Softy. Oh, God. Thank you, oh. thank you, Skippy. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, God. Nobody thank worries. God Skippy's here. Oh. That was oh. weird. I didn't like that. Well, Skippy, give me a hug. That, that is not, not fun. That I'd was... Say, I don't know about oh, the rest of you, but I'd call it a success. Um, oh, and now man. with that, the middle part was great. It's time to yeah. celebrate with oh, some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. Comics news new from Marvel this week was Star Wars number 12, Operation Starlight, Reflections of the Lost from the team of Soul, Rosanas, and Rosenberg. The cover immediately grabs you. It has a wonderfully drawn Chewy and listener Tom Fisher noticed this as well and treated to us that scruffy looking Chewy takes me back to those great comics from my childhood in the 70s mm-hmm. couldn't agree with you more although i really didn't read those until much later but it is it's it's such a great cover and a good issue all around another exciting installment from this team and with that we're gonna go to hug watch <laughs> i think i need a hug yeah i'm mm. gonna keep it short because we're we're going long but uh, i have to point out the my favorite hug in wandavision wandavision which is in the final episode after Wanda has won the day, after she is in her new garb, after the family has reunited before they are sadly separated. But Billy and Tommy run up to Wanda and they're reunited with their mother after being the tiny little badasses that we know they all are and defeating the U.S. military, which Wanda sets them (laughs) on, which is the funniest thing in the world. And she just hugs them both. And the family is back together and they they get to have a, a sweet final little family moment. And I cannot wait for Billy and Tommy to be back because they are two of my favorite comics characters uh, in Marvel. And mm. I very much look forward to seeing what they are doing in the future, especially in what I hope will be a Young Avengers series. Haley Steinfeld and everything else. And uh, Iman Villani, who's going to be playing Miss Marvel in mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the upcoming sign, series. Sign me, give me that show right now. And Caitlin, if I may be so bold, may I add something? You don't get to make that decision for me, Wanda! There we go. Oh, that was very good. And with that, that page turners they are. Welcome back to Brian's Book Club. The sacred Jedi texts. Oh, have a seat by the fire and prepare to enjoy the written word. This week I'm going to share a hot take. That's right, sound it. That involves, you guessed it, the High Republic. Prosperity, pioneering, and adventure mark the era of the High Republic. Now, this take does contain a couple of spoilers, but they are very light. If you've read any news or looked at any art about the High Republic at all, there's nothing here that you probably don't already know. Still, it's also relegated to the first book, Light of the Jedi. Still, this is a new initiative, and I don't want to ruin anyone's fun, so we'll sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right, for Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi. Let's go. Written word, woo-woo, two characters in one segment. What's going on? Okay. And now, hot take alarm one more time. Now, this actually re- really isn't that hot of a theory. It's more of a logical take. <laughs> we don't have a sound for that. <laughs> 
Please explain. It's a, the logical take alarm. It's a connection that yeah. I think people are wondering. The events of these books and comics take place hundreds of years before the Skywalker saga. The stories mm. do connect thematically, and there are repercussions, and there's more than one for sure. But a big one, at least as I see it, is as follows. And I bring this up because it's like, well, why do we care? This happened hundreds of years before what does this have to do with anything in the movies it's like this is one big way they connect at least for me it's headcanon I could see it turning out it's something I'm expecting a big thing in Light of the Jedi and all of these books is the Starlight Beacon Chancellor Lena So whose tagline is we are all the Republic who she's a believer she believes that together we're strong yeah exactly and she thinks all of us together the more of us that are all Involved together, helping out in the Republic, the stronger we are. So it catches on. We are all the Republic. The Jedi say it. The citizens say it. It's the catchphrase, especially in light of the Jedi. Part of this is expanding into the Outer Rim, dealing with crime and piracy out there and things like slavery and having a new Republic, pre- uh, uh, not a new Republic, a, a, a Republic presence out there, which is what the Starlight Beacon is. It's not just a beacon, it's a base. It has a Jedi temple mm-hmm. in it. It has a gardens in it. It has a little something. No matter what alien race you're from, there's a place for you in here. It's a hub. A Sabaro pizza. It, there is know? a yeah. Sabaro pizza in there. Absolutely. There's a Spencer yeah. Gibbs. Yeah. It's a there's a, a B. Yeah. Dalton bookseller. <laughs> and it's, it's, like, it's a little mini Coruscant, really, is what it sounds like here in the Outer Rim. So here, you can't get all the way to Coruscant. Well, here's your Republic base. And the Jedi have their little temple, and they're all there to try and get the Outer Rim in line or bring them and spread that we are all the Republic. Now, the antagonists of these books, the Nile, this big group of pirates that have a uh, complicated hierarchy that I won't get into, but it is interesting. Their whole attitude is, hey, Republic, get off our lawn. We don't want you out here. So we don't know what happens because this is still, the beacon has just opened in terms, and it's just been christened in terms of Light of the Jedi. But you know what it makes me think? It makes me think hundreds of years later, we go to Tatooine in Phantom Menace. There's no Republic presence out there. There's certainly no beacon. Padme questions slavery, the Republic anti-slavery laws. And what line do we get that I think of a lot when I think of the Starlight Beacon and the High Republic? We get Shmi Skywalker says, the Republic doesn't exist out here. The Republic doesn't exist out here. Now, whenever I read about the hope and wonder of the Starlight Beacon and the grand unity project and ideals of Chancellor So, I can't help think of that line from Shmi Skywalker. Somehow by the time episode one starts, and likely before that, the Republic has abandoned this entire project, the Beacon, the unity, the ideals, all of it, and the corruption. Corruption has come in. How will that happen? Well, that's one of the reasons I am hooked on these stories. Another reason, Hmm. the relationship of the Jedi, Avar, Chris and Elzar Man, which we'll get to in another installment of Book Club. And then, of course, there's Porter Engel, Scare, and so much more. But that's the hot take for now. There's the tidbit. Thank you for coming to Brian's Book Club, Namade. Page turners, they are! Dear Mr. Dashwood, enclosed are the first few chapters of a piece I've only begun working on. And now, he could do this all day. Captain's Corner. I haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. Hey, 
Wow, too long? Wow. Too long? I was we hoping you'd go, everybody. Everybody. Ba-dum, bump, bump. Wow, I don't know how that all came together. That's beautiful. Yeah, all one take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Captain's Corner. Wow. I mean, that's probably the best one we've ever done. Matt, that was beautiful. Thank you. That, that's the best. Hey, I'm, I'm so, I'm so, I was so excited to see you guys get in on the, yeah. on the haze. Yeah. We're wow. here for you. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Brian, excellent job. If you guys could have seen Brian, he was conducting. With you yeah. to the end fantastic. of the, with you to the end of the line. Magical. Fantastic. Well, anyway, it is a beautiful day in the corner. I'm not feeling so well uh, from the Bryfrost trip. Oof. That was rough. Hurt. It My hurt. head's still hurt. I think I'm, I think I'm developing a migraine. I'm fine. So anyway, there's a lot of uh, fan theories uh, in the Marvel Universe. What? Uh, what? This is the first I've I heard have, of fan theories. I've never heard of this. Have you ever heard of fan <laughs> Direct pivot. Maybe I should say, first off, um, I was inspired by our trip down the Bryfrost. So ah, I was excited yes. uh, to go into the Marvel Universe. So today, this is the first ever Captain's Corner that's not going to be about Star Wars. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> this, this is, is exciting, ludicrous. Though. I like but, this. You know, it's, it's, it's not like the MCU doesn't have a captain. It's got, you know, a captain, a great it's captain. It's got plenty it's got of captains. captains. Yeah, captain it's Marvel, got uh, Captain America, and you're right up there, I'd say. There's a lot of captains, Brian. Yeah, there are. A lot of and captains. And I'm saying you proudly stand <laughs> with one them. of them. Whether it's I Marvel, America, Romano, yep. I'm all in. What we didn't really get into in the main discussion a lot, uh, mainly because I asked you guys to save it to this part of the show, <laughs> is, is the crazy fan theories uh, that have uh, been in WandaVision. Like, a lot. And, you know, there's always crazy fan theories in the MCU, but I feel like WandaVision, I don't know, brought it to an, uh, another level. Like, it just seemed to be there was a fan, there was a theory for everything. Everything. Everything in the show had a theory. Everything. We had, we yeah. had nothing else to do. <laughs> We had nothing else to Maybe do. Maybe that's it. I mean, Maybe the, that's the commercials, every character, yeah, no. every line. Yeah. And it, it all felt like by design, you know, like Marvel was kind of like, you know, kind of poking and prodding at some things. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, but I don't know. It was very exciting uh, on the internet. Uh, uh, and, you know, listen, guys, I, I don't, I, I just don't want to get into it because I hate this bit and I think this bit should die. Um, but oh. I'm a man <gasps> who has his finger. <gasps> On the pulse. <gasps> the okay. pulse. I've, I've heard the pulse of uh, the beating heart of fandom. I've heard this. It sounds familiar. We're never going to do this again. I just want to make it very clear. This is the first time you've ever said you hated We're this bit. We're never going to talk about this. I I, I hate this bit. Um, uh, but uh, I'm going to make it a point to do it all the time. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into it. Finger on fan theories. Great. Do you like the title, Finger on Fan Theories? I got my finger on the fan theory. know what Chihuahua is from the X-Men universe. Is the white Agatha stole the dark holes from Doctor Strange. I mean, I, I like I like an alliteration. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. got an F. Yeah. Is that what you're talking sure. about? Two Fs and it's sure. and a th. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, listen, there were some kind of like okay fan theories, like things that were very interesting that could have possibly happened. Uh, for example, um, Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Right. Yeah. That was the biggest Reed one, Richards. I think. That was probably the biggest one, I would say. All this talk of uh, the the aerospace engineer um, that, that Monica, Monica mentioned. Yep, was going to invite, and everybody thought that was going to be Fantastic Four. It's going to be Reed Richards, and then it was going to be Jim from the Office. But that didn't really happen. Did it? <laughs> it John, did not. John, 
John Krasinski. Uh, well, technically, John Krasinski. Technically, with Randall Park, Jim from The Office was on the show. Technically. Yeah, yes, in some kind of universe. Yes. That is what happens. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'll exactly. point out that the, the idea being that a lot of people want John Krasinski to be playing Reed Richards in the MCU down the line. And, they, and his wife, real life wife, Emily Blunt, is Sue Storm. Yes, exactly. Yes. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so other uh, like kind of real theories were Mephisto um, being the big mm, bad of it all. Yeah. Um, what do you guys feel about that? I mean, it could possibly be true. It still could. That, that one, they were really leaning in that. But what really sold me on that was when mm-hmm. people started saying it was Pacino. That because uh, Pacino took from, from, from I don't that movie know where that, Pacino came from. Because oh my god, took, is it from the movie, the Devil movie? No, because he took one meeting oh. with Marvel <laughs> years ago, like some time ago. He had one meeting with Marvel, and people are right. saying, looking at that and saying he's Mephisto. So could you? And I was like, there's no. It would that would really it would have completely taken away wanda's arc and everything because i like that there wasn't any of this it was let's deal yeah. let's finish our arc and our characters that we've come mm-hmm. to we've got limited time as it is but part yeah. of me was like all the wicked side was forget that let's just have an hour of pacino popping out like simone i'm a fisto whoa what are you gonna do about yeah. it what are you gonna do about it maximoff um, oh come on, that's great. That's I mean, really Matt, great. Who you want me to call? Because like, oh come on, Vision. You know you got a big mouth. You make a sale. This whole place thinks of your thoughts for a week. <laughs> oh man. Oh, no, man. I'm yeah. glad you brought it up because Feige yes. was like, it would have been cool, but also the big bad was grief. Yes. yes. So even even more, yeah, we didn't even need more a villain. than Hayward and Agatha. Yeah, the yeah. big bad was yeah. grief. Yes. I, that's perfectly so, put, Gabe. So, so my two thoughts on that is uh, Al Pacino, awesome Mephisto. That should happen because, you know, the yeah. devil's advocate. He, he, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. And Caitlin, you were absolutely right. Like the big bad was grief. And like, why do you need to have uh, a villain bigger yeah, than that? exactly. All right. So we've like taken a look at all these, like these are popular theories. But like, what about the not so popular theories? Ooh. And this is where I really started to go down a rabbit hole. And these are all the fan theories you didn't hear. These are from the darkest corners of the internet. A place those, that trust they me, scare me. Yeah, you don't want to go. I don't like those you don't want to go. Yeah. The more you dig, the deeper you get. You know what I'm saying? That makes logical sense, yes. So here are some <laughs> of the weird theories that I, I read uh, uh, online, okay? Um, so uh, this one, did you guys know, um, you know, everybody's talking about the X-Men. You know, the X-Men coming over this universe. And there's Pietro and Peter and all that stuff. But the real X-Men cameo was uh, staring everyone in the face. And we didn't even realize it. Deborah Jo Rupp. Oh. Right? From that 70s show. You know? Delightful lady. uh, Who played, uh, yeah, she played. um, There you go. Thank you, Mrs. Hart in WandaVision. Uh, Was actually Morph from X-Men. Oh, God. Did you you know that? (laughs) No, she wasn't. She was more That was a theory. That, that was a theory. That was a theory. That was, was a theory. theory. Oh, no, more from, oh, from the, you I, know, I more you were the saying, from it's the like, do you remember in yep. X-Men, The Last Stand, yep. Deborah Jo Rupp is this character? I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. In, in WandaVision, she was more. Okay. Yeah. I would have, I would have loved that if yeah. I think that nice? when they reboot the X Men, they should yep. start with Deborah Jo Rupp and go from there. Yeah, as Morph. Yeah, as Morph. As, Just, as you as never knew. Morph. Why is she there? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, so Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, you know, in in WandaVision, uh, her powers are like much more enhanced. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's a lot more red. Um, she's very red, and a lot of people are saying um, it's because of the paprika, uh, season foods that uh was fed to her by Vision. 
A lot of paprika. She was red before in Age of Ultron, though. She was red. Yeah, but she's very red. She's very red. Because and I appreciate Kayla. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's she, the what is she? It, potato yeah. salad. She's yeah. Not, she eats a lot of it, the, and supposedly she eats the stew. I can't explain. The she eats the stew, yep. the paprikash yeah, yeah. that he makes yeah. her. Can't explain I'm go how they're related, but they say are. I don't. It's I, red. I, I don't think that theory is <laughs> yeah. accurate. Yep. Okay. I, I don't know. That's what I read online. Um, so oh, well, it must be true. Inappropriate use of a cannon cannon. <laughs> I would have never judge of that. Uh, sanctioned that. Um, Doctor Strange, did you know he was the white rabbit? He was um Agatha's white rabbit. No, he wasn't. Uh and he and he died. And he died in I know exactly no, he didn't. who No, he's dead. Doctor Strange is not is. even gonna be in his Admiral movie. Thrawn is, who the, is the white is the rabbit. Senor Scratchy. Oh uh, yeah. Senor is it Senor Scratchy? Yes. Senor Scratchy. Uh, uh, I read somewhere that was Doctor Strange. Uh, here's another theory I read. White Vision, or or Vision the White. <laughs> Whoever we want to call him, New Vision, White Vision, Vision the White. I don't know what to call him. Uh, uh, he's... <laughs> transition. like losing trans- his mind. Good transition. <laughs> I, I read online, in a surprising twist, um, Paul Bettany's White Vision will be voiced by Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> So, so it's uh, it's Paul Bettany as the Vision, but voiced, by- <laughs> but voiced by Robert Downey Jr. And they so, just haven't told Paul Bettany yet. They haven't I'm told surprised. him yet. They haven't told him yet. But like that's the twist for Phase Four. So Robert doesn't have to show up anywhere. He goes to the booth, and Paul goes to the studio. So you got it, okay? So Fantastic. I read that online. That's Fantastic. It's got to be true. Um, okay. So here's another thing. So they are planning WandaVision season two. Um, and, uh, and and rumor is on the street is it's going to feature the thing from Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. All because. And it's a. Uh, and uh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Uh, but uh, there's, a, there's a twist here. Um, it's tentatively called Wanda Thing, um, and it's based on the highly uh, successful classic 1962 Fantastic Four arc, I Wanda Hold Your Thing. It was only a matter of time before we devolved into full-on porn, and this was always going to be the segment that did it. I didn't say that. I didn't say it was actually, that that arc features the Beatles, Brian, and they're in there. We're probably not porn-averse. Listen, were you, the, the thing, I thought you were going to go with, with Anthony Mackie randomly says yeah. thing at some point. Yeah. And, and someone's then like, oh, it's going to be there. Oh, okay. That's how, I read it somewhere else. So Wanda know. holds a hey, thing? Hey, no, it's called Wanda Thing. I don't yeah, know I what know happens Wanda in hold, it, but Wanda, he's like, yeah, Wanda yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's basically, have you read that? Have you read that arc? Uh, I, I, I Wanda hold your thing. I'm going to tonight, I'll tell you that much. That's like, I'm going to go in on Comixology immediately after this. This can't end soon enough for listeners or for me. (laughs) So, okay. Okay, I got got, got just a few more. Uh, (laughs) Where were the Avengers during WandaVision? That's interesting, right? Right, yeah. Apparently, Ant-Man is in WandaVision, but uh, you just can't see him. Uh, You guys remember that from the poster? (laughs) Yeah. Te- yeah. Technically, if you want to get technical, uh, 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 Ant Man is in every movie. Ant Man is 
in every yeah, Marvel what, movie. What if it, what if in quantum uh, reality extravaganza, the next Ant-Man movie, right. he just starts like yeah. you see him run That's through half all the of, movies. It's, it's like, and this is yeah. five minutes. And he gets a punch in and every really five minutes of every... far from the maddening crowd. And here, this is where see, he is. I really hope that's the first half hour of the movie is him just yep. making his yeah. way through every Marvel movie and punching every bad guy. Oh no! Yes. I was in, yep. not not every Marvel not even every Marvel movie. movie. Every movie ever made. Movie so here's made. Dawn yes. of the Dead, Jaws, Pride yep. and Prejudice, yep. Jaws Four, <laughs> yep. Superman Four. Yep. Here's Mask of Zorro. <laughs> Um, you know, just goes on and on. You've got mail. Oh, You've got oh, mail. He's in that one. He's in that. He's, he's just sitting on Tom Hanks's shoulder the entire time, whispering sweet <laughs> nothings into his ear. <laughs> what, what a weird <laughs> reference. Um, so anyway, okay. And my last one. Okay, my last one. Um, uh, that I've read. This is crazy. This is nuts. This is gonna blow your mind. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier <laughs> will feature a very important tie to Wandavision. Oh, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. Uh, there will be an episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that finds Sam and Bucky trapped in a sitcom similar to Big Bang Theory, where they become insufferable Captain America fanboys who say uh, things like "Zabinga." Uh, I hear it's a really, really terrible episode. Uh, really That's the best they could do is just the, for the catchphrase. <laughs> I'm Zabinga. horrified. Yeah by this that's, that's i mean this is yep. this is low-hanging fruit and kind of cliche but that's yep. the nickelback <laughs> of fan theories uh I, that is that is oh that hurts apparently a lot of people uh like uh big bang theory oh oh i know I, caitlin caitlin is a big caitlin is a big fan of the big bang theory she has posters do not um, put that that evil on me, Brian. I hear there's an there's an animated show, Little Bucky, coming to uh, Disney Plus. Little Bucky? Uh, Little Bucky, I would watch that. Little Bucky. So, yep. Oh my God, Caitlin, the look on your face. <laughs> you just said that. I would, I would, I would watch that. Okay. Captain, this is so anyway, this has been anyway, delightful. Um, this has been fantastic. Uh, a, a trip down to the dark corners of the uh, the web, where you find the weirdest and strangest uh, theories. So, thanks for coming to Captain's Corner. We'll catch you next time. Okay, and with that, we'll turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The words of the week are. Senor Scratchy. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. <laughs> That's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. A big thank you to listener Nathan, who graced us with some fan art this past week. This was our new image, our new logo, but yes. all made up of lines and jokes from the show. It, so was, it was so really delightful. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for making that. It must have taken you a lot of time. And yeah, it must have been also kind of annoying to make because you have to look at all this. Yeah. But but and it was listen really cool. to us. Yeah, so and think about what we yeah. say. Exactly. Yeah. So thank you. Also on Twitter, B Johnson writes more Muppets, more Spotchka, more, more, more. I think we've. Heard I think that you did from that wrong, Brian. Oh, okay. More, more, more. <laughs> there. Throw that piece of junk. Uh, in the sky. <laughs> there we go. God. Is that more what you were oh, hoping you, you heard he shredded? <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. there was a lot of positive. A lot of people liked the Muppet content. So we may just talk about Muppet stuff that is in no way related to Star Wars. 
I love everything. I love mean, it. there's a lot of places we can go yeah. with it. Yeah, so. there's a Dark there's Crystal? a lot there's a lot of fur to. Oh, yep. oh yeah. Oh, don't Anyone? threaten me with a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Over to the yep. reviews on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Biker Librarian thirteen, writing from Oahu, left us a really nice review crediting us and the old show as well as the pandemic for going through and watching all of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So yes, sir. And. Star Wars Rebels. Your Rebels on you. For the very first time. And that's so great to hear. We're very happy if we tipped you in that direction in any small way. So hello to you out there in Oahu. Finally, regular listener and artist Supreme Leah has once again Mm. outdone herself, not with fan art this time, but with a TikTok video. I hadn't seen this trend, but it's something like, what random thing can you recite from memory for no reason? Yeah, Yeah, it's it's becoming bigger. Um, And I think Leah now has a lot to do with it because people just flock to this. Of course. Um, and, And people play the thing and speak along with it. And Leah did it with our intro. Yes. To the show. The new one. In fact, I feel well, th- this was like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah, this like, is like, so cool. You know, I, oh I want to meet him up at uh, make a Star Wars podcast, get a TikTok, yes, you know, uh, sound out of it. You know, not only did she do it really well, but she pointed out on Twitter afterwards that it only took her one take. And that was so cool to see and impressive mm. because I usually need at least two. If not three, <laughs> one time I think I needed not six. Three. So there yeah. was that one time where I just could not get day. it right. And it I also. It was a day. For, yeah. some, for whatever reason, I've said it many, many times now. I don't have it memorized. So, Leah, <laughs> um, if you want a job, I'm sure Caitlin and Matt would love to talk to you. Um, <laughs> so, so get them on the horn because I am so replaceable. With that, we're going to say goodbye again. But that just means that soon there will be another hello. Join us next week where we'll finally, finally, at long last, do a full main discussion about the story, lore, and characters contained within the video game Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. How'd you know that would work? Wait. You didn't? That's right. We're Ooh, finally getting, doing it. Getting into video games. Just a little yeah. bit of, of wow. the playing style, but what we're really going to get into yep. is the story, the lore, the characters, Cal Kestis, Seer Junda, what happened to them and what could happen in the future. We're going to run down all of it, mm. and it is so great. I love this game so much. And also, right on time, because it's certainly not years old at this point. Whatever. No. We're going to get into all of it. In the meantime, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly, Caitlin and Bush. You can be found where? I can be found at, at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the president's. It's a good thing you said that last part this time. I know. Yeah, I, I got called out. <laughs> Captain Matt Romano, you can be found where? Ah, you can find me on Twitter at, <laughs> at Matt Romano, M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. Ah, and I can be found ah. on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take a chivy and remember... Hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken. Many boats, the Force will be with you always. Be the spark.